Yeah, yeah. Good morning. It's uh, Friday morning, November fifteenth, and uh, yeah, this is kind of a podcast I probably don't really want to do, but it might make it interesting. Maybe I'll try the statement: "Things have changed," right? Things have changed. It's uh, 7.30, a bit cloudy, actually, overcast in Arizona. And the days are getting shorter as we head up to December 21st, the shortest day of the year. And we don't change our clocks here. So we get kind of a natural progression of change, you know. When you get that fall one-hour clock change, I think that people have done studies on how that kind of messes people up. Now, I'm an example, an outlier that uh, I messed up anyway. (laughs) Oh, I messed up. Not that I messed up, not that I did something that messed me up, but that my mind is messed up. But then again, I do need to talk things out. So welcome to the podcast. I'm walking Buddy, Buddy's owner, Arizona Schnitzel Walks. Bud's amazing. He's the same today as he was yesterday. And I've changed. Things have changed. And is it dramatic? Is it a dramatic change? Well, I don't know. Let's talk about it. So on, on the one hand, yesterday was a great day. I had two interviews. One one definitely went well because I'm I know there's going to be a follow-up on it. So how can I? How can I uh, be discouraged with that, right? You do a screening interview, you uh, have a chat, um, and then they're going to pass me on to the next level. So that's good. So I, you know, that feels good. And then I had another one. Uh, I would, I don't know, I'm not sure it's even more important one, right? Because is my, my mind has changed over the years. And maybe maybe this is just part of the process. Is everything part of the process? And in your own life, do you have rejection? And part of this podcast is going to be about rejection. And um, I wasn't even rejected yesterday, at least directly rejected. And so maybe I'm just sensing a rejection, but I don't know for sure. Right. So the second one was the big corporation, one of these, you know, top 50, whatever. And what, what does that really mean? A corporation, right? It just means that financially, overall, they can stand up at the end of the day and say, we sold $60 billion worth of stuff, you know, and they, they do big stuff, you know. They, you know, they do big stuff. There's a lot of people contributing it to it. And then there's a lot of grandstanding. And maybe I, as you know, I did my best. I have my own 20 years, 25 years of big corporate stuff. So maybe I felt where I spent most of my life in that world I thought I was progressing in it and doing fine and 
interested. And maybe in my gut, I'm, I know I'm going to get rejected on this, but maybe not. I, you know, I just don't know. Maybe it's a second time in with a different view that, you know, we're all part of this big 60, $100 billion company. Even though you, you look at the leaders, the CEOs of these big, massive things, and you have a little cynical view, like, you know, you didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> you know? I, I had this, what I call my terrible boss, but he's probably like my best boss because he's best boss in that he reveals my, what's important to me. So what's important to me is affirmation, you know, affirmation and love and being accepted. And I woke up, I had, I mean, I had a bad day. I even reached, even though on the outside, I could spin it all and say, Hey, I had two interviews yesterday. This is great. But there was something in my soul and spirit. I can't, so I, I, I became negative. I'm like, Oh, this is corporate America. She's not going to tell me how wonderful I am. <laughs> she's, she's not going to say, oh, definitely we're going to have you in for an in-person interview. Because I had set myself up for, you know, hey, this is just a you know, 30-minute check-in call to see if the videos line up with reality, right? So did the video so the video world now is new, right? So it changes the it's changing the recruiting process a bit because you record your answers to questions and they might be the like standard interview questions and you you can re, you can record it, you can re-record it and I was I did my best and I I thought, no, I need to re-record that answer. So you actually get, you actually get uh, multiple attempts to to answer it the way you think is best, you know. So I took advantage of that, and I, I mean, I was my authentic self. I felt like, okay, those videos represent me pretty well, and I'm like, you know, send them off into the internet. They go to this big corporation, and it's a bit tricky right now because people are not that used to the feedback that they got from people. It's like, oh, I hate doing these videos. I don't hate doing these recordings. Oh, and they dread them. And I, I guess I took a little different attitude and that showed up, you know, it's like, well, this is what they're doing. So put your best foot forward and don't fight it. Just go with it and just make it the best possible. And I, I don't know. I'm obviously we're all very critical of ourselves and I might be like an outlier on self-criticism and that's an outlier. You don't want to be right. Everyone would probably nod their head and go, no, you don't want, you don't want to be an outlier on self-criticism. And therefore, what do you do about it? Well, you want to move, move back towards, the middle, or even, I don't know if there's any danger in being no self-criticism. So this must, this might be one of those characteristics where you want to be right in the middle. 
So I'm expanding my model a little bit here. Because the, the simple model is you want to be an outlier, either awesome, like it's something, you know, absolute best, or on a negative characteristic, you want to be an outlier way to the left and like have zero, zero pride or something, right? But this one's, this one that we're talking about is self-criticism. You probably want to have a healthy level of self-criticism, which you could also put that on a scale and just switch it from just how much self-criticism do you have? And instead of being in the middle, right? You know, okay, you should be in the middle. That's where the healthy is. I've already like converted the, the concept to having healthy um, self-criticism. So there it's kind of confusing because I'm saying, morning. I'm saying put the absolute healthiest appropriate amount balanced balance self-criticism way out to the right so you could be an outlier in healthy self-criticism right i don't know if you followed that it's in my head and i'm that's maybe one of the reasons i do the podcast is to get outside my head of course i don't really get any feedback from people so you either bored <laughs> bored to death or you don't mind using your brain and thinking along with me. Is there any value in thinking along with me as I do this? I, don't, I think there's some value for you. Because, again, it's kind of one of these things we think but do not say. And uh, to complete the thought on my bad day, so to speak, yesterday, it's like, it wasn't a bad day. It was not a bad day at all. But I told myself it was a bad day. And I even reached out to people through social media. Not, not to, I didn't blast the world. But one important person to me, I kind of intruded on them and just said, man, I feel like crap. Here's the negativity. I don't know, you know, if my message is, I mean, if I can't live up to my own message, and struggle with it myself, then what good is it? And I got some good, some feedback. It's like, no, your message is your message, whether no matter what the circumstances are, which, okay, yes, that makes sense. I'm just not living it, the full abundant life at the moment, right? So why is that? Back to abundant life. What does that mean? Is there, I guess, what is my definition of abundant life? Morning. It's time for the jackets now, right? Oh, no, I mean it's 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 cool enough. You got to wear a jacket. <laughs> you too. So there she is, telling me to have a great day. Oh, people. So who am I? I'm unique. You're unique. You're unique. You're very. I'm sure you're different than I am. Not that I'm special, but you're different. So my thoughts overnight were, so why, why do I feel down? So in the middle of the night, I had this little Evernote note. I just threw in some thoughts. It's like, why do I feel down? I think it's this rejection idea. I felt I haven't technically been rejected by corporate, 
again, you know, but it brings back my memories from six years ago of my big rejection moment where I just couldn't believe I couldn't break through my boss. I wanted affirmation. I got a negative job review at one point. I felt it was unfair. It was never resolved, really. It was just like, well, I'm, I'm going to hate you. <laughs> you can keep working for me and do my bidding and get good work done, but you're never going to be valued. That, I think that's kind of the struggle I had for about a couple of years. It's like, keep doing my job, keep doing work. But, you know, as your boss, you wouldn't say it, but it's like, you're, I'm never going to value you, you know. So I just couldn't believe that I was in denial. Some people said, man, you should have changed bosses much earlier. And I should have, but I just was dumb or just whatever. Not always dumb. It's just that's that's my life. So now I'm like, oh, corporate America. But it's a big thing, right? 60 billion, 100 billion. So it's a summation of a lot of things. So. Uh, the way to survive in that environment. And do we want to survive? We don't, we don't want to just survive in life, do we? We want to thrive. So it's not that that's bad. Some people, I guess, do well in that environment. Otherwise, they wouldn't be successful. But it's just different. It's a bit cold and standoffish. Right? It's not intimate things. But although you do, you can build intimate relationships with customers in a small group and usually the the you know the uh, buying community whoever's buying these big dollar airplanes and things they're just people too and they're probably doing a dance of similarities right so the guys buying a hundred joint strike fighter jets and a billion dollars, it's not their money they're spending. <laughs> they're not spending their own money, right? It's kind of like the decisions made, let's go buy these things. And so now you got to work all the details out. And all the people involved aren't spending their money, but kind of just moving along, doing their thing. And I guess that's great for those people. I, and and then, is that what I want to do? Maybe I, you know, maybe this, maybe the subtle gut feeling I'm getting about that, you know, they may call me up and say, yeah, we're going to fly out to Connecticut. So this story is going to continue, unfortunately. Fortunately or unfortunately, right? So the story is going to continue and they're going to go like, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we want to have three or four people come out here to Connecticut. And I and I may be the, the last one. You know, I don't know where I stack up. But I'm going to go out there and I want to be my authentic self. And say, look, this is who I, I am. I'm a strategic thinker. I'm an ideator. I'm an includer. I like to include people. Cross-functional teams. I get it. We all play a role. As much as I'd like to be an influencer and influence this thing, it's more of a schmoozing job. Because again, it's not 
there's buying organizations. But at the end of the day, it's not really like their money. I mean, it is the company's money, but it's not B2C business consumer. So there's probably a lot more thought on that. People, I mean, I'm probably, I'm experiencing some thoughts on it and there's probably people that have written books and articulated it much better than I am because I'm still in discovery mode and you'd think I would understand this already, but I don't. So I'm just working it out. And I know I'm like, God, I just want to go to work and I want people to support me. I don't want people stabbing me in the back. I want to be on a team that that uh, wants all of us to win together. So that's like my includer thing. So when I have a boss, I'm just gun shy now. I had this Jack Welch terrible boss situation that uh, that didn't work out well. And I end up paying them probably the, maybe I paid the biggest price or did I get the, did I, am I experiencing the biggest opportunity because of it? And so I have, I tend to think the latter that I'm actually in a better spot, even though it doesn't look that way externally, which just reminded me of a song that made me cry yesterday. So, yeah. It was a weirdly emotional day yesterday. Very strange to me. I don't get it. Because externally, it seemed like it's good. But there was something in me. Just like, ugh. No. And maybe that's stay away from that corporate. As, as close as I was. And, and do I trust the woman that I think of course I trust the woman she's going to make up her mind I either fit with her mentality she has her own personality her own thing no judgment right she's she's been successful for 30 years in that organization and I get attracted to silly things like oh well she's from New Zealand uh, so my romantic mind which I have to stop listening to He's like, oh, my first job I ever got out of college. I really love that guy, Patrick Strange. But really, do I really love that guy? I just think it's cute and romantic. So it's not real. It's just a self-awareness here. It's like I do get romanticized things that are stupid. <laughs> so I like, oh, Patrick Strange. Yeah, he's a funny guy in New Zealand. Maybe this New Zealander will be, uh, I am at the point of like, I just want my last job, right? I just need like one more job in my life. And I want it to last long enough to transition. So that's where I'm at. So like some of you, how can you utilize what I'm sharing? I mean, just that's people, you deal with people. You know, some may, they won't express what I'm expressing. You know, it's there. Again, it's, I'm expressing a lot of what people probably think. It's definitely what I think, right? <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a bot. I I do like the idea that I am kind of artificial intelligence. 
that really aren't we all just artificial intelligence in a philosophical way. So play with that one if you want. Artificial intelligence. And what, what makes us less artificial? And I'm not sure, well, it might be the randomness. Maybe that's, that's deeply philosophical. What makes our artificial intelligence different than the coming, quote-unquote, artificial intelligence? What's the difference? And I'm thinking, we're prone to error. I mean, error and mistakes are what make us human. So artificial intelligence, like, okay, I'm sure the philosophical artificial intelligence ones will when I include a little subroutine that randomly throws in some errors, like that would make a better robot, right? <laughs> more human robot. How do you make a robot more human? Emotions and, and emotions that change for, for like very little apparent reason. So my emotions changed, but why did they change? Why did I go from optimistic, upbeat, confident to discouraged afterwards? Was it just little signs that I wasn't connecting, like with that, that elusive word connecting? Or was it maybe I was connecting, but I just didn't notice it because this is such a pro, 30-year corporate person, pro that they have to have their shields up. They can't be as human. There was a few moments of humanity. She got a couple of chuckles in there. That's that's like one of my measures. If I can if somebody if I can get someone to laugh, that gives me some kind of feedback that, oh okay, I'm kind of getting through the exterior shell of uh, their humanity. And maybe that's what comedians um, are addicted to, is laughter. You know, saying something funny so that other people laugh and it gives them feedback that they're connecting with people. And uh, so we're almost done with the podcast. I got to do work on a car situation. It's Friday. I was planning on having a coffee with the Polish gal. The Polish gal, affectionately known as the Polish gal. And I thought overnight, too, in the remaining minutes, I talked about this networking event. And if I pay attention to that event, it's like, what else happened? Like, what, you know, we go out and it's like, I always, I get attracted to like the women, right? I get, I go, it was like, if I look back and stand back and then I had a camera and I watched for what I did for like an hour and a half. And I, I did talk to Michael, the Polish guy who was serving drinks. And I enjoyed that. It was fun. He talked about his experience of being Polish and things in America with an accent. So it wasn't like I didn't talk to men, but there was like, 
business people there, right? So technically I should be like networking with the business people. But I went for the women, man. I like that. <laughs> full, full confession, but it's like revealing. It's my, this is who I am. I just like, I get, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Do I get feedback? Like, if I, can I, because like my interactions with these women are good. I, mean, I think they're healthy. Um, I try to make them laugh and build them up, take interest in what they're doing. Like one was an acupuncturist, right? So you'd think, you'd think like, well, how is this acupuncturist going to help me get a job in aerospace? And it's like, they're not, but that's okay. I can still be interested in what she does and talk to her. She's got tats and everything. Like in a lot of ways, she probably feels like way out of place. But what was she there for? It was a mixture of Polish community, which is based of people connected on their heritage, mixing with all kinds of heritages, and their connection is aerospace and defense and manufacturing and stuff. So it's kind of a weird mix, but I, I was more interested in the Polish people. That's me. That's that's who I am. Is it bad or good? It's not good or bad, I guess. But what's my goal? Like, I don't know. I just wanted to be kind. And there was one other subtle interchange that I should pay more attention to. And I'll try to explain it now and see what you think about this situation. What do you think about this situation? The unfortunate thing is I'll probably never know what you think because it's a podcast. And here's how it went down. So I have history with one gal that was there. She's not Polish, but she was there for the aerospace and defense forum. And I'd never, I've only been to two of these things, so I'd never seen her there before. And she owns her own marketing firm. And um, she liked me for a while because I helped get her a $300,000 contract. (laughs) So that should be interesting, right? You helped her get a 300? Yeah. Yeah, I helped her get a $300,000 contract. And she got awards for it. And it it was this weird experience because I brought her into this company. It was when I was chasing tail. I love that job. Chasing tail. And uh, that is so has so deep on so many levels. Chasing tail, chasing tail. That could be a great book title, right? Um. So I was chasing tail, trying to sell engine maintenance, and I did laugh at one time. There's a story about uh, Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance. So I did joke a couple of years ago about uh, Zen and the art of aircraft, corporate aircraft engine maintenance. <laughs> I hope you can chuckle with me. This is kind of a dark podcast in a way. It's just my, it's just me. It's just me. So I made it home. Bud's sitting next to me on the couch. I don't know if the acoustics are any better or not, but, but here we are. And I, I want to finish the story. One for myself, just to get it out in the world. It's in my head. So I, I helped this gal get a 
$300,000 contract. She's been really nice to me about it. I got fired the day before the contract was signed. So we were put in this awkward situation. She had no control over me getting fired. She was shocked. But she's got a $300,000 contract now. So welcome to the brutal world of Ken Rickey, billionaire. He really, he, and he was so indirectly involved. I don't know how he was involved, but somehow he was involved. And uh, I was let go, fired. Uh, uh, you know, I was, I wouldn't even say I was fired. I was just like pushed out because like I knew too much or something. I don't know. It's just, or maybe they just were tired of having me around as they were going into the final stages of their scheme. And uh, that, the final stages of the scheme were, okay, we sold, Michael sold this contract. He got this marketing firm in here. We're just going to market this now for a year. We're going to negotiate uh, with Honeywell, save $770 million, and then we're going to shut this company down. It's a fake company. And Michael's going to realize that in about six to eight months. So let's get rid of him. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly sure that's the exact story, but, you know, do I have to prove it? I think the evidence, external evidence shows for itself. But the marketing lady, you know, she's happy with me. She got her 300 grand contract and uh, she got accolades for it, awards. The billionaire even said that was the best $300,000 he had spent. Uh, because he got $70 million out of, out of Honeywell. Very good. And she told me about that, but I think she regrets telling me that. And, uh, that's, and that's probably, I'm, I'm starting to suspect that even though the guys are out of business, they're still hanging on to trying to keep me in the dark. Don't give me so much information. So that she might have got a message like, don't talk to him anymore. You know, because they might be feeling like they did something wrong to me. Which, I, is that a fantasy? Do I have any facts? Do I want to involve, in, you know, invest any more energy into that? I, I don't really want, it doesn't, does it, it's interesting. It, it would make for a great book. <laughs> but, but, and the more facts in the book, probably the better. But I guess I gotta let it go. And so I'm now I'm like, well, she's a marketing lady, and so I want to network with her. I'm like moving on beyond. Hmm. But can she really believe that I'm moving on? She probably can't. She probably thinks, like, well, are you still bitter about that? And I have to move on. And I'm thinking, well, maybe she's got some other companies that she's talking to that could use a more clever business development guy or sales guy. I don't know. So she's at this, she's sitting. She And so the, the story of the backstory is like just a week ago, I was trying to reach out to her and say, Hey, let's have coffee. Let's get together. I want to net, you know, find out how your business is going. Maybe it's not going that well. She just went to the once a year NBAA up in Las Vegas and uh, wrote a little article on LinkedIn and I liked it, you know, and uh, she probably doesn't want much to do with me. And I sent her, she, she returned a text 
last week, last Saturday. I was like, well, what do you want? <laughs> it's like, I want a network. So I thought, okay, it's dead. I let it go. I wrote her, told her what I was looking for. You know, just, hey, let's just get together. I want to find out how your business is doing. How are you doing? Maybe there's some connections, you know, that you know about. And her cold response was like, well, I'll just let you know. I'll let you know if I see anything. Yeah, right. Like she really cares about about me. And if she cared about me, she would have coffee, right? No time this week. No time this week. So she blew me off, right? So so think of this. So she blew me off on Saturday and like, I'll never, you know, get rid of Michael. I haven't seen him in months and I don't know if I really want to see him at all. And she shows up late for this aerospace and defense forum. There's only one seat left. And she walks in and I, I was looking down or something and I looked, I caught in a glimpse of my eye and I'm like, is that, is that Lee? Is that Lee? Oh, it's Lee. So, so this is something that I kind of overlook in my emotionally, I, I noticed at the time, but I didn't process it. I'm processing it with you um, on the podcast here. And so think of her mind. She's like, I don't want anything to do with this guy for, you know, that's, that's kind of the message she gave me and she's busy all week, right? No, no time to have coffee. Right. And here at uh, four thirty in the afternoon, she shows up at the same event. And if she loved me, she could have said, Oh, Michael, Oh, I didn't know you were going to be here. Let's grab a coffee after this. And I would have done that, you know, you know, instead of talking to all the Polish ladies, and because as soon as the aerospace and defense thing ended, she ran off. But then I noticed the other people, she, oh, Adam, she maybe she's packing her schedule at these events. Anyways, there's more to, she, she did ask an interesting cybersecurity uh, question, comment. And I'm not sure what her motivation was. I mean, if I was critiquing her and, and working with her and supporting her, I would have given her some feedback later that, it seems like you're wanting to express that you're knowledgeable because very few other people made any comments, but she, it was kind of like, she, it's like a tweet. She did like a tweet in a, in a, in a office building. She's, she made her statement and, and maybe we living in a tweet society in business, you know, that she made her tweet and I'm like, okay, I get it. You're, you're thinking about this subject and, uh, okay, I'm not sure how that fits in, but you know, you tweeted that out, and she didn't stick around for the social part afterwards. She just blasted out. She didn't say goodbye to me. So should I feel snubbed by her? Well, I I didn't feel any more snubbed because I felt I was already snubbed, right? But isn't that odd? I mean, I, that the coincidence to that happening are pretty rare. And so what what's the message to you? Is there's observations. I mean, what do we do with them? I mean, this is something that happened just less than 48 hours ago. And I'm thinking about it now and reflecting. And I'm like, all I did is I sent her a text during the meeting. says, oh, hi, surprise. I'm here. Hey, good to see you. That's it. No response to my text. So basically, it's obvious she doesn't want anything to do with me, right? Do I need to doubt that? Do I, need to, do I have to run that through my head? back and forth, back and forth. She really did, Michael, she obviously doesn't want anything to do with you. She could have said hello after the meeting. 
but she didn't. She blew you off. Read the signs. Read the signs. She wants nothing to do with you. So, okay. Interesting. Hmm. So, what do I do? Um, move on and um, do my thing. She's a fine person. She's smart. And I wish her well in her business. But um, I guess I won't have much to do with her unless I have a need for marketing. But uh, there's also other choices out there now. Now I know that I can look. I should probably look at some other choices if I ever get in that situation, which I don't see myself in. And that's probably why she doesn't see any value of a relationship with me because I'm not working. So she can't network with me. And get more, get another three hundred thousand dollar contract when I don't work anywhere. <laughs> so no good deed goes unpunished. Mindy Abear saxophone. Well, folks, um, it was kind of an important podcast. It's not a, a pleasant one. I'm not really happy to share that my my internal thought processes, but who does? Who shares those with you? These are kind of gold, I imagine. But I, I don't know. Are they gold? Are you, are you snoring? Are you know? I'm on a journey, right? We're all on a journey. We all have. Our, I have to overcome these things. So I will move on. So you have a great day. I do. I, I, I wish that was worthwhile to you. And maybe you know, on the one hand, ironically, it could be. The most worthwhile podcast ever, in a strange way. I'm not sure. It's just my heart, gut response to things around me. So we all need grace, peace, and mercy. Amen. <laughs>